Welcome to Being Second Best, a podcast dedicated to second chair leaders within the church. This podcast is built to serve and edify and encourage folks serving in every ministry capacity outside of lead pastor, from the janitor to the student pastor to the associate pastor to the volunteer greeter. We hope this is encouraging for you. Thanks for joining us. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Being Second Best. I'm Justin, and today I'm actually flying solo for the first time on the podcast. Uh, Man, it's been a crazy holiday season, and so we've been off uh, without an episode for about a month, about six weeks or so. And so I figured we'd jump back into it with a a couple of short episodes, Uh, so you'll probably hear one of me by myself and one of David by himself, and then we'll uh, be back together with the two of us. And uh, as we come into a new year, I thought it might be cool uh, to do a really practical episode and talk a little bit about uh, how I do time management uh, and how I kind of balance out working uh, full-time in ministry. And so we're going to dive into that today. Uh, I'm going to kick things off. I want to read a passage of Scripture because I think it's really good for us uh, to use Scripture in every way that we can for our lives, uh, and to help dictate how we function. And so, uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verses 15 through 17, Paul says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so, uh, as we're diving into that, I, I want to use that as a framework for how we balance out our day. And it's just a couple uh quick points I want to make. And the first thing is this, uh, is to kick things off with prayer and set times uh, for study. And and I think that's what Paul says at the beginning of this when he says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. And so uh, for me, I think it's important that I begin my day focusing on the Lord, studying the scripture submitting myself uh, to the Word of God and studying and making time uh, to kick things off in a way that sets my mind on the Lord and not on the flesh. And so uh, we see that in passages like Mark one thirty five, uh, where Jesus himself says uh, that uh, we should set ourselves apart for prayer, that we should study and prepare ourselves and set our hearts and minds in an attitude of prayer. And so that's kind of the first point that I I want to make. And so for me, what that looks like is when I get into my office in the morning, when I when I come into my time for the day of working, that I'm going to begin that by looking at what I've got to do for the day and praying that the Lord would give me guidance and strength and wisdom and how to uh, handle the task and balance my day. Um, yeah, so the, the second point and the second way that I dictate kind of what I do with my day is that uh, I want to keep my commitments. I want to keep my schedules, right? Paul says making the best use of the time because the days are evil, right? We can bend our minds to focus on other things. We can bend our minds to surf the internet. We can run away with political articles. We can scroll social media and uh, occupy our time because the days are evil, right? Like the news around us it's never really benefiting our minds and thoughts. Like it's, it, it's giving us information, but a lot of times it's it's pulling at the worst parts of us by giving us the worst stories and not the best, right? Social media is occupied with self all the time, and so I try to focus on 
keeping my commitments and keeping my schedules, right? And that rolls into the third thing, which is do what's essential before what's enjoyable. Do what's essential before what's enjoyable. Those two things tie together because there are duties and tasks that I have to get done in order to function in my role in pastoral ministry. And it's important that I don't preoccupy myself with things that aren't of the Lord and instead scroll mindlessly through the internet or run off and do tangent tasks that aren't really applicable to my real job and purpose. So for me, my job's associate pastor. And so uh, I know that I, I teach student ministry and that I sing and lead worship on Sundays. And so right out of the gate, Monday, the first thing I'm going to do is begin to email my parents and make sure they know what's going on for their week with discussion questions to talk to their students about what I'm going to teach on Wednesday night. Then I begin to prepare and and prep what I'm going to teach on that Wednesday night. And then as the week goes on, I'm going to prepare and pick songs for two weeks from now on a Sunday morning. And I'm going to give my band uh, and the folks that are in our music ministry the best chance to do the best with the talents that they've got. And so I'm going to give them the chord charts. I'm going to give them audio files to listen to. I'm going to give them the way the songs are going to flow. I'm going to try to set them up for success uh, so that we can be not professional musicians, but that we can be a, a group and a band that leads our church in worship in a way that's not distracting and glorifies God the most. And so it's important to understand that, like, we have to understand that uh, God calls us not to be foolish, right? Paul says that in verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so, for me, I, I want to, I want to really, really, really focus on what's essential first. And then I can do other things. Like, anybody who serves in ministry knows this, that your day-to-day is so confusing sometimes because nobody really wears one hat in ministry. You know, if you're a children's ministry director, you probably do a lot more than just children's ministry. If you're a student ministry director or a student pastor, you do a lot more than just teach students on Wednesday night or Sundays. If you're a worship leader or an associate pastor, you do a lot more than just sing or direct small groups. You know, like I'm thinking of my schedule for this past weekend I prepped a teaching session and small group questions for our student ministry. I prepped songs for our worship team. I built built piano patches for our keyboard player. I made sure all of the sound equipment was right on the stage. I fixed the sound where we had an issue with our audio interface for our live streaming on Sunday mornings. Then I built a chair rack for tables in the fellowship hall. Then I hung TVs and dry erase boards in our two new classrooms to make sure that our small groups would have what they needed for Wednesday night. Uh, And today, here I am recording a podcast uh, with a handful of other things that I have to do. But the, the tables and that kind of stuff, that came at the end. After the essential stuff, those things come at the end. A podcast like this comes at the end of my week after the essential stuff has been done already. And so, uh, yeah, it's all about balancing that out and understanding what God's called us to do and see. And so uh, that brings me to kind of the last point, and then I, I want to break this down how the, this actually functions for me week, week to week. The last thing is count time and count costs. Count the time and count the costs, right? It, Jesus says in Luke fourteen twenty eight. For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Right? Like we're called to count the cost. With us in ministry, it's about using the resources we have 
in a way that glorifies God and balancing what it costs. You know, there's that meme out there with Thanos that says, where people plug in whatever, did you do this? What did it cost you? Everything. Sometimes in ministry, it feels like that, like it cost us everything, right? For, for me to have a worship team that sounds good on Sunday morning and leads our congregation in worship feels like so many hours of my week preparing uh, iPads with sheet music for each of our band members, making sure the drums are tuned, making sure all the microphones work, making sure instruments are tuned, making sure pedal boards don't have shorts and wires, making sure the live stream works, that the computers uh, that do our live stream and our podcast recording on Sunday morning sermons work and function, making sure all the lyrics and slides are correct, making sure that the guitar patches on our amp modelers are working and correct, making sure our keys rig is working correct, and making sure all the lights are working and that none of the bulbs are blown and that nothing is glitching out. Right, like That still feels like it takes up so much time. But I count the cost of it, what's it worth for our, our band to not be distracting and our congregation to be immersed in the Spirit and singing to the Lord undistracted? Right, like we don't do crazy stage lights that strobe and flash and swing around. We don't do lower thirds lyrics where you can see our faces on the screens while we're singing. We do what's simple and effective in order for our church to sing songs that are biblically minded and point to Jesus and help us absorb what we're about to hear from the Word. That's our focus, and so it's counting the cost. And so uh, with, with those four things in mind, with looking at kicking things off with prayer and study, keeping my commitments and my schedule, doing what's essential before what's enjoyable, and counting time and cost. With those four things in mind, what does this look like for me? What do I do to try to make myself function better? Well, uh, you know, I've gone through different phases, and for some folks, uh, you're a sticky note person. Uh, And I do this sometimes where I take and stick sticky notes to my desk with what I need to get done that day. Um... I also have a, dry, a little mini dry erase board that has each day of the week, and I, I lay those things out of my schedule. And for some folks, you do that technologically where you map it out and use planning softwares and you use different things. Uh, and that's really your based on your personality. And so for me, uh, I try to use things that are going to help me focus and stay connected to what I'm doing. And so uh, I have an app. Uh, on my f- on my iPad, that I can set time frames and I can set um, I can set tasks and layer them with breaks and everything included in that. Yeah, that app is called Thirty Thirty, and so I, I set those time parameters and I set those tasks in a way that I can follow that and flow during the day uh, to kind of help me keep on task. And then. Uh, I use a couple different things uh, for other stuff during the week. And so uh, I have an app called Good Notes uh, with a worship planning template that I got from a guy called Hey Worship Leader. Um, that's awesome. It helps me plan out each month's service, how to pastor the team, which new songs we're going to do, the flow of songs for each week, the flow of the service and liturgy for each week. And so I use that all the time for planning. And then we use Planning Center to schedule all of our team members to put all of our songs and lyrics and that kind of stuff uh, for the band uh, to practice too. Uh, for student ministry-wise, I use a program uh, or a, a, a website called MailChimp to send out letters to parents each week. <coughs> and then 
I, uh, I use a program called Sermonary that's a subscription that helps me uh, lay out the way that I want to prep the sermon uh, in order for me to be the most effective I can be in teaching with the time frame that I have. Um, and so I use a couple of these different things really to keep me focused. Uh, and it, it helps. Like, it helps a lot for me to be able to know, okay, this is coming up here, this is coming up here. Uh, and then I try to just, I try to schedule in my days to where I set deadlines for myself. I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but for me, like, I try to set uh, deadlines that if by Tuesday at lunch I have my Wednesday teaching session done, my parent email done, all the songs picked out for two weeks from now done, uh, and small group questions prepared, and a game picked out for Wednesday night, if I get all that done by Tuesday at lunch, then I'm going to go eat Zaxby's as kind of a reward for that, which is ridiculous, but I'm fat, and so it's fine. I love it. Uh, I do the rest of it for the, the rest of the week. Like, if I get everything done and practice goes as it's supposed to on Thursday nights with the worship team, then I go to Taco Bell for dinner because I'm fat, and for some people, it's other ways, and some people, maybe you set up, you go to Starbucks, or that uh, if you get everything done by Tuesday at lunch, then you're going to have, you know, candy after you finish eating your lunch, or maybe it's just a, man, you're going to take a 10-minute break, and you're going to walk outside if you're a weird health nut, um, and you're going to drink some kombucha or something. I mean, I don't know, like, you just set up parameters, deadlines, and reward systems to keep your mind focused and to push you in the direction you want to go. So, uh, yeah, pretty simple, pretty short. Uh, that's my intention today is just uh, in this little singular episode uh, to throw some stuff out there, uh, maybe to help you get your year started in the right direction uh, and keep you focused on the Lord uh, in ministry. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Uh, and as David were here, he would say, second best still better than the rest. <laughs>